Teacher, what star is that? Peace to the planet Earth. Boom, chicka, bang, chaboom, chaboom, bang. Thank you for tuning in to Bishop Chronicles. You are listening to FarsideTV.com. You are locked into Side Life Radio. I'm your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato Ichi. A.K.A. the South Bay Shogun A.K.A. the Iron Hook Assassin 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 Yeah, boy, it's the uh, Black Cortez killer himself You ain't no, ain't nobody triller than me, boys and girls How y'all living? Hope you living well Understand, Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast Giving you West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium Like a decent bishop, that would be me, that would be me, that would be me So, check it out, understand, you can be down now or you can bow down later Because the West Coast OGs, they stay greater, you know what I mean? So, thank you for tuning in today, I appreciate you I hope you have a good week, you know what I'm saying? I hope that your day is beautiful and it goes into a good week Now, understand, if you are listening for the first time This may not be the best thing But it sure enough is the West thing And you can show enough is the West thing, thing. West thing, okay? Uh, Word Please do me a favor before everybody gets caught up. Subscribe on Mixcloud, Spotify, or iTunes. Leave a message if you can. Just say dope like the podcast. Podcast, You know what I'm saying? Me and Mike, we need that. It helps us. It works for everybody. We all win. Let's win together. I want to thank each and every one of you listeners because every week we just, a few more listeners come on. Then a, a few more listeners come on. What happened last time? A few more listeners come on. So all of you, I thank you. And just do me this one favor. Pass the show on to one person. Just email a link and be like, yo, check this one out. And besides, you might like a past show. You might like the Mac Miller show. You might like the Bruce Lee show. You might like the one we just had with the London episodes. Got a lot of good feedback from the London episodes. And understand, I got some new upcoming international escapades for, for the Bishop Chronicles on the way. So know that's coming. And as always, if you're trying to talk to the OG directly, you can hit me at Real Hip Hop Chess on Instagram. That's really all, all that I'd be at. You know what I'm saying? At Real Hip Hop Chess on Instagram. And know that right now, you're going to see some posts from me, but I'm slowing a lot down. I'm slowing a lot down because I'm working on my book. I got uh, a website to build and all this other stuff. My book is called A Dead Man's Diary. So um, I'm trying to get that stuff put together as I work on the book. So I'm not going to be posting as often. You will see some like ads and some clip stuff for for the show. But you're not going to see as much from me directly uh, while I start to, uh, you know, jump into this endeavor of uh, finishing this book and dropping the new website. I also got to tell you, all my chess lover partners, stay tuned because I got some new HACF new stuff to tell you. It's going to be dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the last year, you know, HACF headquarters doesn't exist anymore, which really was heartbreaking. Having uh, HACF in San Jose, you know, at the Gardner Center, had to stop that. Heartbreaking. Hated it. But we're getting ready to relaunch some new 
powerful community stuff. All right. It's going to be live and large. Got some new dope partners. And um, come on, man. You know, ain't nobody going to stop Hip Hop Chess Federation, bro. We stay rising. So stay tuned for that. But that's why I'm not going to be on IG. So if I don't follow you back immediately, if I don't respond to a, a DM message immediately, that's why. All right, so we're going to jump straight into heartbeat props. Who's getting heartbeat props right now? Well, I will tell you who's getting heartbeat props right now. Farsight. Whole Farsight squad. Shout out to the whole Farsight squad. Went and saw them at the Great American Music Hall the other day in San Francisco, and it was off the chain. Off the chain. You got to understand, man, like there is an art to rocking stages. As somebody who comes from the old school, and I know people be like, man, you just on that old school stuff, man. No, listen to what I'm saying. One of the things that really differentiates old school rappers from new school rappers is their ability to rock a stage without 100 million different props. Can you really just get on the mic and keep the crowd up? Can you really just get on the mic and like express yourself Feel the vibe of the crowd, bro. Far side tears stages down, man. They give 120%. They give 120%. The vibe is dope. You know, there was a bunch of young people at the show, which I didn't expect. And it was deep because Brown acknowledged one of the young folks in the front row and talked about how inspired he was just to see all these youngsters in the crowd, but to see them up front. You know what I'm saying? It was dope. So, you know. Brown, Imani, Mike Realm, whole Far Side Squad gets props all day, every day. Also, shout out to Jahi from PE 2.0, who opened with dope bars and lyrics, had the crowd on hit from the beginning. Remember, heartbeat props are for you to pick three people who you want to reach out to and let them know the positive effect they're having in your life. I had a long week It wasn't a bad week. It was just a long week. You know what I'm saying? And to be at that show, to see the far side, to hang out with Mike Realm, you know, uh, in his element, it was beautiful. So I want to thank all of you for making my week end fantastically because it was a long and a hard week, you know? Make sure that you call three people, talk to them for five minutes. Don't text them. Call them. Let them hear your voice and tell them specifically why you are happy to have them in your life. From there, we're going to jump straight into West Coast Word of the Week. And I'm really, I'm going to give you two words. Now, the thing is, is in the Bay, like if someone's serious, they're going to, they're going to ask you a question. If, if you real, you know what I'm saying? And like, this is an older school one. And then I'm going to give you one of them. You know, they're both kind of whatever, right? One is say G-O-D. So if you be like, hey man, guess what? What happened? Hey, remember that girl uh, that we saw at the club last week? Yeah, man, I just saw her on Bart Dog and I got a number. Say G-O-D. And you got to say G-O-D. That means I swear to God. All right? The other one is, yo, remember that girl uh, we saw at the club last week? Yeah, well, I saw her on Bart and you know what I'm saying? I hollered at her and I got her number. On mamas. On mamas. You know what I'm saying? Swear on your mama now. You know what I'm talking about? Don't do that if you, if you ain't serious. So, West Coast Word of the Week, I gave you a twofer. A twofer. Now, from there, we're going to go straight into 
this chess and life strategy stuff. You know, this is this is this is my zone. This is what I like building on. And for the past few shows, we've been using selections from my book, Bobby Bruce in the Bronx: The Secrets of Hip Hop Chess by Adisa the Bishop. It's on Amazon right now. Man, have you seen how many five star ratings this book gets, bro? Stop playing. Buy one for yourself or buy one for somebody that you love for real. All right. Right here, we're going to talk about one of my favorite aspects of Hip Hop Chess Federation because you know we're about nonviolence. You know we're about intercultural community, you know, vibes, man, and and goodness here. You know what I'm saying? And peace, right? So what we have here is uh, unity and diversity. I believe in this fundamentally. It's a big part of the way that I approach everything that I do in my life. So check this out. Chess gives you a diverse team to accomplish your goals. Kings, queens, bishops, knights, rooks, and pawns all move differently. Each have their own specific way of thinking and moving. Yet the game guarantees them victory only if they work together. If you send the knight in to do a bishop's job, you will lose. But if the knight supports the bishop, who is supported by a rook, they are a force of nature. Many times in life, you must think about the people around you. If your team all thinks like you, you will all fall victim to the same kind of mistakes. And this is why people in gangs always get thrown into jail for the same kind of situations. They all think alike, and no one among them is making better choices. In your scholastic, professional, and personal lives, try to have a diverse team of independent thinkers and work together for common goals. Keeping a crew of clones around you is not only foolish, it's deadly. Now you can get some paper out or a pencil and or you can record these questions into your into your phone and then ask them, answer them on your own time. But which chess piece do you think best symbolizes how you think and act and why? Which chess piece do you think best symbolizes how you think and act? And why? The second question is, which chess piece do you think symbolizes the complete opposite of your thoughts and actions and why? All right. Which piece do you think symbolizes the complete opposite of your thoughts and actions and why? Question three, list three people who you admire, who think differently from you and help you learn more about situations in which you might find yourself. Three people who you admire, who think differently from you and help you learn more about situations in which you might find yourself. So, you know, there are some times when I'm going through stuff and I'll be real frank. If I'm going through it and I'm trying to figure it out, I call Mike Realm. He helps me figure stuff out because he thinks different. He understands how I think, but he thinks differently and he's not afraid to tell me, eh, that's actually kind of weak or, eh, but you're not keeping this in mind, right? I got my other homie say Koo. I call him King Koo. Now, I'll hit him up. He thinks very different from me. And that's one of the main reasons that I call him, right? Because I can assume he's not going to see it how I see it. And I need him to not see it how I see it so I can cover up any gaps, weaknesses, or anything I might be missing. Another one that I call when it gets crazy is my man Vince Bayon. Vince thinks very differently. 
And again, like Mike Realm and say, cool, like they get me, but they think from a different plane and I need that insight. I need that insight and it helps me get, uh, get clarity. You got to have a diverse squad, right? You got to have unity and diversity. All these chess pieces work together. You should be able to work together with people that think differently. And when they give you new information, you shouldn't be offended by it or think like, oh, because they think different, they're hating on me or whatever. Always pay attention to those that think differently and see the value in those that do. Now it is time for the jujitsu haiku. I am trying to create a new community of people that make haikus about whatever they love to do. That's why I'm doing these. So if you don't do jujitsu, that's okay. I want you to think about what you do love and write a haiku about it. I've become fanatical about writing haikus. When I become passionate about a thing, I don't know. It's just started in the last like six months or so. A haiku is a Japanese poem that does not have to rhyme. Okay. The first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And the third line is five. It's really hard, but it's really fun to do. Here we go. Mike, can I get some nature sounds? I would prefer birds, but, you know, if you want to throw monkeys in there or or something, that's cool. Maybe some wind blowing on the plains. I don't know. I trust you. Let us begin. Dead orchards bear fruit. Passing the guard is hard work. The lungs burn in war. When I say the last line, we should all look up at the up at the sky. So I'm going to say the last line again, and let's all look up together. Ready? The lungs burn in war. Yeah, that's that contemplative look. <laughs> Word, man. Jiu-jitsu haikus. Expect them. So, man, uh, what else is going on in my life? What am I into? You know what, man? I broke my phone. I broke my phone. So anybody who knows me knows that I'm a legit hardcore phone addict. I'm always on my phone. And so the other day I go for a run, right? I'm stepping my workout game up. You know, I came off that MRSA staph infection and I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta be better. I gotta be stronger. I gotta be doper. So I went ahead, put my stuff together and, um, Started running, man. So I run this 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 weird path. It's short. I think it's only like a mile and a half. But half of it is flat and half of it is an unnecessarily, ungodly, steep incline. Like it's, it's a hard-ass walk, let alone a hard-ass jog. But I force myself to do it. And it takes me like 20 minutes. When I finish, I'm looking like a runaway slave and I'm feeling like a runaway slave because I'm sweating so crazy, man. My lungs are burnt out, but I love it. My my plan is when I run like that and I feel the lungs burning, I train my brain to equate that, not with quitting, but what it means to be a champion. That every champion in 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 boxing, in wrestling, 
in tennis, right? You go to this point where the lungs burn and you want to quit, but you got to keep going. So I've been training my mind to feel that burn and associate it with being a champion and not with quitting. So I, I, I do this run, I come in and I'm like, yo, that was amazing. Okay. All right. So I'm like, yo, why not get in the bath, put a little Epsom salts in there, do that. I'm sitting there and I'm playing Kadir Latif's Militant, which is one of my favorite post-workout songs. I think I told y'all when I jog uh, or when I do my workouts, I technically now listen to lectures, lectures and, and, and inspirational talks. I don't actually listen to music anymore. I listen to music before. I tend to listen to music after, but I really don't listen to music as much during my run. So I'm playing Kadir Latif's Militant to keep my head on right. And he, he, uh, he's dropping his bars and I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I go, oh man, let me turn this up a little bit. Hands were slippery. Straight into the drink, my friend. I was furious. So I had to go get me an LG Stylo 5. Not mad at it. But like, you know, I'm kind of utilitarian with my phones, man. Like, you know, even though I'm like technically a phone addict, like I don't like spending hella money on phones. And I'm actually really good with my phones. Like I'm not one of these dudes that will like needs a new phone every six months or blah, blah, blah. But like this one, I messed up. Normally I will have a phone so long, so dated that like they start sending me texts like, bruh, Go get a new phone because we're going to stop this one from working because, like, we're shutting all the stuff down. It's dated. So I'm not really mad at myself, but I should have been. I, sh- I should have thought better, man. I, I should have thought better. So I'm juiced that I got my new phone. However, I've noticed it's taking me some time to get all my stuff, like my Amazon stuff, my Spotify stuff, my Mixcloud stuff, like passwords, getting all stuff switched off the old phone. It's kind of a headache, man. And you know what's funny, like, I never thought I would need a phone this much for my writing, for 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 my work, for for my friendships, right? It's so crazy, right? I never thought I'd need a phone the way I need a phone. Beyond that, I just been working on my book, man. You know, A Dead Man's Diary. Look for it soon. Trying to get it done by the end of the year. Trying to have it out some point in uh 2020. Real excited. It's an autobiography. You know, so there's going to be chess and some hip hop and jujitsu in it, but not really so much from like a philosophy stuff. You know, uh, I think I told you I had a lot of death in my book. I had a lot of sadness and pain in my book and it started feeling kind of strange. I started realizing that I had all this unprocessed pain. Um, you know, one, one, one of my homies, Northside Q was saying like, you, you have a, a way of, of processing your pain and expressing it easier than your joy. And I think that's real. And so, you know, I had some writer's block for a few months. What do you guys do for writer's block? Anybody who does creative stuff, not even if you're just a writer, if you're a painter, if if, if you are a creative person on any level, please hit me up and let me know what you do to overcome writer's block. One of the main things I do is just don't write. Uh, I know there's people that like when you can't, you know, whatever you do, you just write no matter what. I, I don't always do that. I find a lot of the stuff that I write when I force it sucks. It sucks. Sometimes it does work if I push through, but more often than not, it's just hollow. Um, so I've, 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 I took some time off to just, you know, 
get into my own head, study, meditate, work out, went and traveled. And so when I came back, man, like, boom, like I was ready to go. So I've been writing. I'm excited about that. And I'm looking forward to sharing a dead man's diary with you. I also think I told you a few months ago, I went and took a class on DonaldRobertson.com that dealt with stoicism and it really changed my life for the better, understanding stoic practices and history. So I went back because you know what? Donald Robertson has free books on there in PDF form. So I've been reading those, been really kind of just uh, fortifying my stoic practice with what's in there. And I really appreciate that dude, he's got a book called How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, which I have not read, but based off everything I pulled off the site, you should get it. I, I, I'm going to get it uh, after I read the book I've been reading. Uh, actually, two books from now, I'm going to I'm gonna read it. But I think a lot of my ability to write has been rooted in my exercise. And, you know, I think I told you before I got the MRSA, I was really getting up, doing yoga, working out, meditating, and doing my stoic journal. First four things I was doing every morning and praying, obviously. But man, beautiful stuff. The way that I went through each day. And so I'm trying to get back to that because ever since coming off MRSA, I've been kind of dragging my my, my, my my sleep. Hasn't really been that good, but I'm getting back to it. So I'm really enjoying writing. And I hope that you know, and we talked about this on the last episode with uh, Dr. Peter Goldman is he was saying like, you know, what is your creative outlet? Make sure you do that. You know, you don't lose that. And he was speaking specifically about how some people that close themselves off to having a creative outlet, how that leads to certain illnesses. Now, I really believe in that. And ever since I talked with Dr. Pete about that, I've been trying to make sure that my creative outlets are being used. So I consider jujitsu to be a creative outlet for me. Okay. But chess, I have not really been studying chess or re look, I haven't, if I'm being honest with you, been playing chess with any kind of deliberate sense of purpose and joy for about a year and a half, but definitely like the last year. And then when I was in London, I, I played two games with Stefan Zoll and I got dragged. I didn't mind getting dragged. I didn't mind losing because losing happens. But I haven't been playing. I haven't been practicing. But for the first time, for the first time almost ever in my life, the chessboard was not resonating with me. They looked and felt like glass pieces on a glass board. I didn't see the positions vibrant and alive my side or or his side. I always see everything connected. I always see, I wasn't feeling it, man. And that's not normal for me. So I had to really just sit and say like, man, like, like what's going on? Like the, the, the chessboard has never been dead to me. Those were dead games. Not because of any other reason than I was dead inside to the game. And so since I've come back, I've had to really kind of like reassess myself and reassess how I see the game. And so I had picked up Bobby Fischer teaches chess because I love that book. 
And I'm going to, you know, I meant to go through it while I was out in London. I just dragged it around the UK, never used it. But I'm about to download chess.com and I'm about to start playing on chess.com again. I haven't been on in forever because I feel the game coming back to life within me. And I haven't felt that way in quite a while. So in between, you know, reintroducing myself to the Game of Kings, I've been listening to a lot of different stuff. On YouTube, I found this dope mix called um, Soul of the Wind. Soul of the Wind. It's like a Japanese lo-fi mix, hella dope. On Spotify, I came across a dope track. You know I love those Bushido beats, right? Those Japanese kind of like trapped out beats or Japanese boom bap. I call them Bushido beats. Um, I just found a track called Vibes by Miscellaneous Inc. M-I-S-C dot Inc. Hella dope. Then uh, Car Wash by Philanthrop. And those are both in my on my on my Spotify. I have a I have a mix of lo-fi beats. And there's a track called Corralis, K-A-R-A-L-I-S, by I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Flughand and Stichi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, I have uh a, a, a lineup a, a lineup of lo-fi beats called uh, Lo-Fi Reflective Beats. On Spotify, check those out. And then outside of my weirdness, I was really just kind of peeping some of the stuff that's on the charts right now. Uh, Lizzo, really dope. I like Lizzo. I have a feeling though, like, do you think Lizzo has long-term? You think she's going to be around? You can never tell these days, right? Everybody thought Cardi B was a one-hit wonder. Now she around. Lizzo seems dope to me, but um, there's something about her when you look at her she seems like she's got a lot of drama, a lot of darkness. I'd be like, yeah, it looks like you're having fun, but we're going to see. And I don't even say that with no kind of judgment. I just hope that, you know, a lot of people don't trip off what artists endure. Uh, interested to see what happens to her as an artist. Ransom by Lil Tecca. I think I talked about him last time, but what is the deal with Lil Tecca? Why does he always look bored, bro? He has like no energy on screen. I don't know what that's about. Like, would you go see that fool live? And I'm telling you, I just saw the far side. I'm not sure I'm ready to see Lil Tecca stand still and just do his raps. His face looks hella bored, but I do like his songs. And then what do y'all think of Post Malone? This dude's been like, I don't want to say he's been quietly killing the charts, right? Because quiet is not necessarily the right word. But I also feel like he kind of like sneaks hits in. And is he doper than I understand? And I'm going to be really honest. I respect Jay-Z as a businessman, but I was never the biggest Jay-Z fan of his lyrics. But I respected Jay-Z for making hits and connecting with crowds that I just didn't see. Like, there's certain beats he has. I'm just like, I would have never picked that beat to be a platinum hit. And there's certain flows he has that I'm like, it's cool, but I'm not really feeling the whatever. And he pulls it off. So over time, I had to respect him. I'm starting to feel that way about Post Malone. I don't see the appeal of Post Malone. And that's not to say that he's talentless either. But... He's coming off sick with it, coming off sick with it. And I got to give him, got to give him props. And then there's that girl. Is it Sweetie? My type. Now there's a one hit wonder. I'm going to be shocked if she stays around. Not trying to diss the women MCs right now. I'm just being honest. I do not think that chick who does my type is going to be around too long. What am I watching? I finally just got back to Netflix because, you know, I don't really watch TV. 
That's the real thing. Y'all know I don't really watch TV. I got Netflix just so I could watch Dave Chappelle. Love it. I love Dave Chappelle. I know there's been a lot of dust up around him and his content. I love Dave Chappelle. I think that when we look at Dave Chappelle, first of all, let me just say outright, I don't think this guy is a hateful dude. I know people from the trans community have been frustrated with some of his jokes. I don't think he hates the trans community. In fact, I'm sure he doesn't because in one of those stand-up things, he said, like, if my if my comedy inspires you to go beat up people and do all kind of stuff, I don't want you as a fan anyway, and you ain't really hearing what I'm saying. You know, I find that very few comedians who have, like, really kind of, like, racist or whatever, like, they don't really make it that plain. All right. But the other thing is, and I'm going to get super racial right now, super racial. Is I think that the black man and woman of North America are the most verbally neutered. On this soil that we hear the least from them directly than than we ever do. And the only people to be shut down more than the black man and woman are the Native Americans who just got shut down because they got rubbed out virtually. Okay. So anytime I see anybody saying that black men and women shouldn't say whatever they say, I get upset. Obviously, I'm biased because I'm a black man. But what I'm saying is, don't ever silence the black man. America has thrived for hundreds of years on that. So if you don't agree with what he's saying, then don't agree. But if, oh, we got to boycott or we got to shut it. No, don't shut down no black man from saying whatever on his voice, whatever's in his voice, because whatever is in his voice comes from what's in his heart and his head. And his heart and his head have been shut down, shut out from day one. Day one. I love Dave Chappelle. I'm going to go watch him one more time right now. I also want to say that it's not really about Dave Chappelle. That even people that I hate to hear, neo-Nazis and proud boys and whatever, I always want them to be able to say whatever is on their head and heart. I need them to be able to say whatever is on their head and heart. Because that's what really, not trying to be like super stupid right now, that's what being American is about to me. I've said this before. Being an American is about being able to look across the room at someone who doesn't pray like you, who doesn't vote like you, who doesn't eat like you, okay? Who doesn't believe in God like you or at all and be at peace with it. That's what being an American is to me. I don't need people to believe like me, vote like me, whatever. I just need them to let me be at peace with whatever brings me peace. And this is where a lot of the hypocrisy in today comes, right? People say, okay, well, you know, I'm just Christian and, you know, I I think everybody should be however they are. But then really, if you really talk to them, they just want you to convert to Christianity. And a lot of Muslims are the same way. Right. They'd be like, yo, man, it's not about, you know, believing what I believe. But if you keep talking to them at the end, they'd be like, really, if you guys were all just Muslim, everything would be cool. Listen, I don't need nobody to be Muslim for Adisa. I don't need you to not eat pork. I don't need you to be, you know, what I'm saying doing jujitsu. Whatever brings you peace is what I want for you. That's what I want for you. Whatever's going to make you not want to kill me is what I want for you. 
So if you got to worship God, not worship God, eat lettuce, not eat lettuce, whatever it is, I need you to have it so that you can be at peace and leave me alone too. Because I'm going to leave you alone. I guarantee it. So now that I got all super patriotic, I'm just going to say real quick, jumping into what am I reading? So I am reading a book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Dope book. Again, I'm not somebody who is reckless with their spending and does all kind of stupid stuff, but I am not strategic financially. So this book is really opening my eyes. It's in plain English, meaning like it's not a bunch of numbers and graphs that I can't deal with. He gives you scripts in how to talk to creditors and stuff like that. I love this book, man. I'm not done with it. I'm only a quarter way in, but I love this book and I recommend you get this book. It's hella good and it's it's easy to understand. Easy to understand. Now, finally, on the health tip, I'm going to give you something that I just learned about called prebiotics. We're always talking about probiotics, right? Having good gut health, right? For those of you that don't know, man, a lot of internal inflammation, it comes from not having probiotics, right? It comes from your gut system. A lot of your bodily inflammation comes from having bad situations in your gut system. So I've been really conscious on doing that. And now, you know, you see there's kombucha and there's all this other stuff that people eat to try and uh, make sure that their gut health is good. So people want yogurt, you know what I'm saying? They want like sauerkraut. They want all this other stuff. Prebiotics are things like onions, they are things like garlic and they are things like oatmeal. And these are the things that probiotics eat and feed on to keep the, the gut biome in order. So as you think about having your probiotics, make sure that you're having a decent intake of prebiotics to help keep their probiotics there. Because a lot of times what happens is people have probiotics, then they take certain foods. Like one of the things I learned is I think like if you take like, um, you know, a lot of these like uh, acid reflux pills and things that are supposed to help you with heartburn and indigestion and stuff like that. I hear a lot of those things kill your gut biome. So like they fix whatever you got in that moment, but they kill your stomach bacteria. So I want you to think about that. Okay, especially if you have antibiotics. And the main reason I'm telling you this stuff is because when you take antibiotics, you kill your gut biome. It takes a long time to replenish it. And so one of the things that I'm trying to do is make sure that I have prebiotics consistently in my system as I take my probiotics. All right. So that's where it is. Much love to the world. FarsideTV.com. This is Bishop Chronicles. I am a decent bishop. You know what? Somebody just get, I was going to give you the whole, you know, South Bay Shogun. You know what somebody just gave me? They said, there is a Disa, the thrower of bodies and the bringer of cantaloupes. The thrower of bodies and the bringer of cantaloupes. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like that. And he was like, yeah, man. Because, you know, it's like one part speaks to like your toughness and that you can slam people. And the other part speaks to your kindness. And I am a bringer of cantaloupes. In fact, if I was kicking in with you right now, I'd bring you one. But I can't, because this is a podcast. Y'all stay strong. Peace. Teacher, what style is that? Don't think, don't think. You are now listening to the Bishop Proud.